Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. Before I get into the topic of today, I thought I'd do something a little bit different. And I just want to share what the Pearls and Pearls podcast is all about. For those that are new listeners and also for those that have been rocking with me from the beginning, I just thought it would be a great idea as it's been a while since I've really been consistent. If you listened to the last episode, then you'll know why, you know, there's just been a lot of life changes happening and it's been quite difficult for me. But as I am back and better, yeah, we're here, we're here, working on that consistency. Episodes will be released weekly on a Monday. I want to get back to the stage where I'm so consistent that I can start releasing bonus episodes. The whole premise of this podcast is creating a space where we can talk about the pearls and we can talk about the perils of life. We can talk about the difficult and challenging topics and subjects and things that we experience that sometimes we don't normally have the capacity or even the space to speak about in our day-to-day lives. So speaking about those things that affect us all, but sometimes we just don't speak about it. So on this podcast, I want to share my own experiences with you, which I have if you've been listening, but not only my experiences, I'm only human and I don't know everything, but also having guests share their stories, share their pearls with us and their perils. I've had guests on in the past that have spoken about their journeys with clearing debt, have spoken about difficult life events that they've gone through and how they were able to overcome their situations. And I really just want to create a space where we can talk about real life stuff. Yes, it can be a little bit serious on the topics but I also want this to be a space where we can connect I don't want to just be speaking to you but I want you to engage back and I'm so happy with a lot of the new features that are coming out where I'm able to put polls where you can vote you can also leave your comments and we can engage that way I want to ensure that I'm creating episodes and speaking about topics that you can relate to not only entertain you but also educate you on different things so that's just a little summary of what you can expect from me on the Pals and Pearls podcast and also from guests that will be joining me I don't know if I said my name but here I am I'm your host Peter Kate So today I'm going to speak about financial compatibility in relationships. I actually recorded a TikTok about this a couple of weeks back, but I thought it'd be a great idea to explore this here on the podcast. Money issues is often one of the biggest forms of contention in relationships. And in a lot of marriages that break down, money issues in some way, shape or form is usually a factor that affects the breakdown of the relationship. And I just think it's one of those topics that we all know it's important, but sometimes, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, relationships, a lot of people shy away from speaking about money. When you're single, oftentimes when you are dating or getting to know someone, sometimes the priority is that person's career, their job, what they earn. But there's so many other factors to finances and compatibility in relationships that we don't always explore. It's not always whether that person is earning a certain amount each year or if they get commissions or bonuses or there's room for them to grow in their careers. There's so many other factors to consider that can have an impact on your relationship. So whether you're single, in a relationship, married or anything in between, I do hope that some of the points that I'm going to raise today will give you some things to think about. I'll also share some of my own experiences as well. On a positive note, I will be celebrating my five-year wedding anniversary in a couple of days. And honestly, this last five years has gone by so quick. It's actually crazy. Like, I can't believe it's half a decade since I've been married. I was 23, like two weeks ago in my head, but it was five years ago. I got married at 23. So if you do the math, I'm 28 now. And there's so much that I have learned, even in my own relationship, about 
The dynamics of how finances can also affect your relationship, but I'll come back to that later. So as I said earlier, a lot of the times when we are dating or we are getting to know someone, the focus tends to be solely, especially as women, let's be, let me speak on a woman's point of view. A lot of the times for women, the focus is on what that person earns, where they work, what they do. And there's a lot of other things that we ignore that should be spoken about. So one of the areas that I think is often neglected when weighing up whether you are financially compatible with someone. And one thing I want to state before I get into these points is that you and your partner or future partner, the person you're dating, there may be areas of finances and your mindset that aren't necessarily compatible, but that doesn't mean that the relationship is not gonna work, that you're doomed from the beginning. It's definitely something to be aware of and conscious of, because if you do not work together to find some kind of compromise, if you're not able to problem solve together, it will definitely be an issue that will cause a lot of problems in your relationship. So not being compatible in certain areas doesn't necessarily mean the relationship is not gonna be healthy, it's not gonna be a good relationship, but it definitely is something to be aware of And so if you're both willing to put in the work, it is definitely something I'm sure you can work through. The first area of financial compatibility that I think is really important to explore is mindset. A lot of the times our mindset about money and finances in general often stems from how we grew up, the experiences we had as a child, the things we learned from our parents about money, whether directly or indirectly, experiences we've had with money in our early teens, in our early 20s, All of those things can form our mindset. Also, even our education, if you go to higher education, if you go into certain fields of work, that can also impact on your mindset when it comes to money. And of course, your family, your community, the people you interact with on a regular basis, those people, those experiences all form a part of your money mindset. Now, if you and your partner grew up in completely different households, different experiences, let's say one person grew up more in an affluent family, money was never an issue, was never really a struggle, was never really a source of contention in your household your mindset to money is probably going to be very different from someone who maybe grew up in in struggle grew up poor grew up where money was something that was if you had it it was an amazing thing but it was something that was not regular all those experiences can really impact on your mindset now it doesn't mean that if two people grow up in completely different households or have completely different experiences with money their mindsets aren't necessarily gonna be compatible or they're not gonna be able to build a healthy relationship together. But as I said, it's definitely gonna be an area you're gonna need to discuss. As time has passed in my relationship, I've realized similarities in myself and my husband's mindset when it comes to money, but also I've realized differences we have. Now for me, travel was an area that I found to be really important. I've always wanted to travel. And there was a time in my life where I wasn't able to travel. So I think that also had an impact on me wanting to be able to travel more. I've always wanted to explore the world. I've always wanted to, you know, go to new places, try new cultures, try new things. That's just always been something that's been quite important to me. However, for my husband, he never traveled a lot growing up and it wasn't really something he was really passionate about. When we got married and of course, you know, I like to travel, I want to explore. This is something that's definitely rubbed off on him and as it's something that's important to me and we travel together, it's now become something that he enjoys as well. As you can see, even though we had different mindsets, it's something that we were able to kind of find a compromise about. Because again, your mindset on something, especially if it's different, is gonna impact on how you make certain decisions financially. So when it comes to your financial planning for your household or as a couple or even individually, 
Your mindset is going to determine how you plan or don't plan, if that's something that you don't do. It's going to have an impact on how you navigate your finances, on how you save, how you spend, how you invest. And so this is why it's important, especially if you want to come into a relationship where you're going to join your finances together, or even if you don't join your finances together, in some way, shape or form, it's going to impact the relationship. And these are things that you need to speak about and iron out and really get an understanding of their point of view. Differences doesn't necessarily mean that person is wrong or right, and it can be quite difficult. As humans, we always think that our way is the best way, and that's something that can be quite difficult. Being able to find compromise is hard. It is not easy, especially if you're a bit of a know-it-all. You know, it's not easy, but being able to navigate those differences in your mindset, those differences in your habits, So expanding a little bit on mindset and that area, it's also looking at what are the fundamentals that are important to you? How do you see money? How do you see finances? Are you someone that you're just content with being able to pay your bills, maybe have a holiday once or twice a year, have some savings if you have an emergency and you're good, you're happy with that? Or are you someone that you want a little bit more than the normal nine to five, you desire entrepreneurship or you desire to have financial freedom, you desire to earn a specific amount of money or not necessarily money per se, but maybe there's a specific lifestyle you want to build for yourself. There's core values that are important to you. It's really important in a relationship when you're getting to know someone or you're with someone because we are changing all the time, we're constantly evolving to really assess firstly, you know, what's my mindset like with money? What's my relationship like with money? What are my thoughts? Am I the person that sees the glass half empty or half full? Am I someone that my financial literacy is very limited? Because again, the decisions you make in your finances are going to be impacted by your literacy, are going to be impacted by your knowledge and your experiences with money. So even looking at that and looking at your partners and seeing whether they align and seeing, you know, what can I learn from my partner? What can they learn from me? And vice versa. Let's say, for example, you have a consumer mindset. Now, we're all consumers, but some people, their mindset when it comes to money is more of a consumer. We're talking about someone that's the ideal person that marketers want to reach. The kind of person that they're very driven by the fear of missing out. They're very much driven by sales. They're very much driven by materialism and consumerism this sort of mindset is going to impact on the habits you have. Perhaps that person is going to spend a lot of money on consumer things. Maybe they're going to spend more money than they need to. Perhaps they spend more than they should. They spend and then think about it later. It's very easy to build up certain habits without even realizing it. And then wondering how how have I gotten myself into this situation? Nobody gets into debt overnight. It's It's sometimes a result of small habits, small purchases here and there, or even big purchases here and there that do add up that you can't afford. And then it spirals into this big pile of debt right? And so looking at your habits, what are some of the habits that you have? Your habits financially will often reflect the things that are important to you. Maybe it's convenience. Sometimes if you have a certain habit of maybe ordering delivery or ordering things that allow you to have that convenience, that could be something that's important to you. That could be something that's driving some of the habits that you have. Also looking at what the differences in your habits between yourself and your partner and how do those habits clash or how do those habits complement each other? Because when you get to a stage in a relationship where you are more transparent with your finances and you're building things together, 
these habits can become a source of contention when you have one person that maybe is a little bit more frugal and another person that's a bit more of a spender or you know they just like the nice things I mean don't we all but it's in a sense where it doesn't necessarily complement each other and and there's a clash also thinking about your priorities we're all different you can have very similar goals to your partner or to someone else but your priorities may be different you may both want to get to the same place but what's important to you at that stage may be different so also looking at what are your financial priorities and sometimes the dynamics in our extended family can have an impact on our priorities so maybe your partner is an older sibling or you are an older sibling or you have responsibilities to help your family Uh, maybe back home if you're a foreigner or you have responsibilities to help you maybe not just necessarily back home but it's a cost of living crisis in most countries maybe you have an obligation to support your family elderly parents younger siblings you know there's a lot of the time there is this family tax right that isn't often spoken about perhaps your partner's priorities is completely completely different their family is more self-sufficient they don't need support but maybe your family isn't in that certain position and this is where clashes can come where there are differences this is why it's so important to have these conversations i'm not saying if you're going on a first date you're asking someone what are your financial priorities no 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 once you get to a stage where you like that person you see a future with that person you're seeing compatibility that's where you can start having these transparent conversations this is not a first date kind of conversation because you're probably going to scare that person off and not have a second date but once you start building that rapport that trust this is where you should start exploring these topics and if you are in a relationship you need to speak about these things don't bury things under the carpet don't ignore them and hope they'll fix themselves because when it comes to money issues they never just fix themselves if you've ever been in debt then you will know the debt doesn't just disappear you have to deal with it you have to tackle it you have to face it you got to open those letters because ignoring them is not going to let them go away it will not those creditors are going to stay chasing you So it's looking at your priorities and speaking about this because these things change. Our situations change, our circumstances change. As you get older and your parents get older, sometimes there may be a shift in your family dynamic where you're gonna need to support, not just financially, but maybe even emotionally or your time. So these are things that needs to be spoken about in the relationship. You can't just ignore them and just hope for the best. Also communication. This is an area that's important. I think all the, everything I've spoken about so far, communication is going to be at the center of it. So communicating, not just your expectations or the things that you want, because sometimes we can be very self-centered in our communication, but really just also taking that time to understand that person's point of view, to be objective in looking at what their habits are, what their priorities are, and really seeing whether they align or not. Because sadly, sometimes when you like someone, you may not necessarily be compatible, but because you have feelings, because you know you love them or you've gone through certain experiences together, you can often ignore the big red flags, those big things that show you that, you know what, you're you're not compatible and you're probably not gonna last long term, but you ignore those things hoping it's gonna go away. So communicate, communicate your fears, communicate your concerns. If there are any issues financially or not just financially that you are concerned about with your partner, speak to them about it. Don't just speak about it, you know, to friends and family, but speak to them about it. Sometimes what happens in relationships is you're not happy with it and you speak to everyone but the person about it. 
you've got to have those awkward conversations. You've got to have those difficult chats. I know it's not easy, but it has to be done. If you want to build a healthy relationship, you've got to be willing to put in the work. And a part of that work sometimes is having those awkward conversations. It's also looking at your financial literacy. This is an area where we can all improve. There's always going to be something that we don't know or that we're not confident in that we can learn. And I think it's so important for us to be savvy, 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 savvy consumers and savvy with our money. If you're in a relationship where maybe you're more financial literate, you're more confident with money, you have a lot more knowledge than your partner does, that is an opportunity to learn, learn from each other and to learn together. Sometimes the dynamic that tends to happen is one person is a bit better with money, more confident with money, and that person becomes the sole overseer of the finances. That is never a good idea. I think it's really important for both people, even if one person is better at finances than the other or is more confident or more competent than the other, it's still important for both people to be in the know when you're in a committed relationship or a marriage, for both of you to know what's happening in the finances and not to structure things in a way that the other partner is completely in the dark. Because if anything happens to that partner, let's say they pass away or the relationship breaks down, the other partner is completely out of the dark. And sadly, what can happen, going back to priorities and our habits and our mindset when it comes to money, sometimes when money gets involved, especially when a relationship breaks down, you then see another side to that partner. And quite often is not a good side. So it's really important, even if your partner is more competent with money or they're more comfortable, or maybe it's more related to what they do in their day-to-day at work, learn. Be willing to learn. Be transparent. Be willing to be involved in financial decisions. Don't just isolate and be lazy and just, oh, they can handle it. No, you need to know what's happening too. And this is not only for women. I'm speaking to men as well. It's very much important for both people in a relationship where your finances are linked for you both to be in the know about what's happening and transparency there's actually something called financial infidelity now financial infidelity is essentially where there is deception when it comes to finances so maybe it's a marriage and one partner hides assets or they have debt that they've told no one about, these situations happen. And sadly, sometimes you have cases, I remember, I think it was on Instagram I was reading actually, where someone, her her dad had gotten into a lot of debt, he'd hid it from her mum, and sadly, they only found out about all of this debt when he'd passed away. And these aren't just outliers, this happens. A lot of the times it happens where one partner, maybe they've got an addiction, and they end up getting into debt, it happens. But sometimes these things are hidden and when it does come out, everything just kind of falls apart. Point I'm making is transparency. Transparency, building transparency about your finances, being transparent about your habits, being transparent about concerns that you may have about your partner, not just ignoring them, not just hoping it goes away, not shutting your eyes to it, but facing it and being transparent. If you set a budget together, having regular conversations about how things are going, if you feel like one partner's not pulling their weight or maybe one person's kind of deviating from the plan that you set, having conversations. Me and my husband have had many conversations where I have felt, you know, maybe that he wasn't really sticking to the budget or vice versa, or maybe we set something out. We said we're going to do something and things have just gone left. And we've had to have those conversations and we've not always seen eye to eye, but it's really a matter of coming to a compromise and figuring out, okay, how can we solve this problem? 
How can we change this? What can we do to get back on track? Making the issue not the other partner, but the issue that you're facing. So confronting that together and working together on that. And if you do find that there are areas of your finances that you're not compatible, as I said, it's really a matter of being objective, being willing to have those difficult conversations and being willing also to compromise because you may be compatible in many areas financially, but there's definitely going to be things that you don't agree on, that you have differing opinions. That's normal. You're two individuals in a relationship. You're not going to agree on everything. That does not mean that, you know, the relationship's never going to work out. I really want to stress that because I feel like we're in this era now where a lot of people think that if you are with the right person, everything is going to be smooth. You know, you're going to agree on everything. And that's not the case. That's a fairy tale. That is not real life. You know, there are going to be things that you aren't going to agree on, but it's really just a matter of coming to a compromise that you're both happy with. Another area that I want to touch on as a, before I wrap up the episode is how finances and differences in finances can affect the dynamic in a relationship, specifically in cases where the woman earns more money. There aren't many relationships where a woman is the breadwinner or she earns more money, significantly more money than her partner. And her partner is confident in that and it doesn't affect the relationship. Sadly, in most cases where the woman is the main breadwinner or she earns more than her partner, Sadly for many men, this affects their ego, this affects their confidence and I guess it's not difficult to understand why, you know, for many men and in many cultures, men are are supposed to be the breadwinners, they're supposed to be the one that earns more money and for a lot of men, from what I've heard and, you know, I've watched many (laughs) different shows and podcasts and had many conversations, obviously I can't speak as a man because I'm not a man, but from what I've observed, a lot of men tie their worth and their, their masculinity to their ability to provide. Now, when that is threatened or when that is challenged in the sense they're in a relationship dynamic where their partner earns more money than them, for many men, that bruises their ego. And not many men are willing to work through that, are willing to you know, support their partner and not make her feel bad for earning more money. Sadly, it's really sad that it's 2023 and that's the case in many relationships. And I say this because I've seen this happen in many relationships and I've had conversations with people that have been in this kind of situation. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not gonna work. As I said, it's really down to those two people. And it's really also down to that man having that confidence. And I think that's why if you are a parent, it's so important for you to instill values in your children that their worth is not just about their ability to provide or what they look like or what position they have in life or what education they've had. Because sadly, sometimes we put so much focus on these things that we grow up, we're socialized into thinking that our value as a woman or a man is based on what we are able to provide. It's based on what our profession or how we show up in the world. And these things do affect us later in life. These things do affect the dynamics in relationships. And so if you are in a situation where your partner earns more money, maybe it's the other way around. It's the man that earns more money and it makes the other partner feel insecure or makes them feel some kind of way about it. Speak about it, have those conversations. And I think what's also important, I didn't say this earlier, as far as dynamics go and how finances can affect the dynamics in a relationship. If you are the main breadwinner or you earn more than your partner or you have a more prestigious job or career occupation, whatever, don't use that as a power play. Don't use that against your partner. Don't use that as a way to put them down because sadly, that kind of 
dynamic happens a lot and it can breed this very toxic environment. And really just remember that it's a partnership, you're working together. So if you're working together, one person may earn more than the other, but don't use that as a power play, don't use that as a means to put your partner down, because if that's the case, you're not working together. It's no longer a partnership, it's more like a dictatorship. And it's gonna create this very toxic environment in the relationship. So I think if you do earn more than your partner, there's definitely a responsibility and an awareness that you need to have, that you don't allow that to become something that makes you feel superior to your partner. Because even if you earn more, I'm sure there's still things you can learn from your partner and vice versa. And this is why having those conversations, having those financial check-ins about how things are going, on how your thoughts are. And even if you are feeling that there's a shift in the dynamic of your relationship, speaking about it, having those conversations, creating those spaces where you can be honest with your partner. I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. I would love to know your thoughts on this topic. I am gonna create a poll for those that listen on Spotify. And if you are listening on a podcast platform that allows you to rate or leave a review, please do so. It makes a huge difference in terms of more people being able to access the podcast and listen. If you enjoyed, why not share it with a friend or family member or a colleague or somebody that could relate to this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Happy September. I hope that this month is going to be an amazing month for you and I will catch you in the next episode.